Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi now. Her dream is for more girls to have flying opportunities. Jen Opke is an accomplished pilot herself, and she knows how life-changing aviation can be. In addition to her military career, she co-founded The Milieu Project to help this dream take shape. The nonprofit educates girls to realize they have personal power, for them to know they have potential and to push into it. You may notice a tinny quality during my part of the conversation here. My microphone was inadvertently turned around and I didn't notice it until afterward. Thanks for your understanding. Hello, Jen, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. It's so fun to have you, and I will say right at the get-go that uh, one of our former guests, B.A. Crisp, who is a, an author, you know, sent me an email about you and said, oh, I would just, you know, would love to have Jen on the, you know, your show, and I thought, well, of course. I, I mean, there's no vetting involved. It's If, if she says it, then it's good, it's good enough for me. So uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, B.A. Crisp is an amazing woman. I'm really yes. recommending me. Yes. Oh, well, we're thrilled. And I, I know you're you're just going to feel comfortable and fit right in. All right. Is there anything you want the listeners to know to get started as we get started here? Uh, hopefully they're not easily offended. I'm a helicopter <laughs> pilot, so I'm, I hate that word. So I apologize up front if I offended anybody. Okay. Well, I love that because you're you're showing up as yourself. And you've got a disclaimer going in. So <laughs> we've been, we have been forewarned. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Okay. So I sat with my boyfriend last night to figure these out. Like what the, so, you know, we thought about bravery, but I was like, that's just too benign. Like it's not, I'm not brave. <laughs> um, we thought about also on the other side of the spectrum, ass, because I'm, he calls me an ass sometimes because I'm just a jerk and I <laughs> don't, I don't hold back. Like I have the confidence. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be an ass because I know what I'm, uh, what I'm talking about. Um, and so I think, I, you know, there's all these different words. Of like, course. My son calls me savage. He loves saying I'm savage, Jen, because I just, I show up to things and I don't take no for an answer and you cannot tell me things like I've done my research. I'm savage in that regard. But uh, I think my my favorite three words were when I was flying and I don't know how much of your audience understands flying, but I was flying a little bird, which is the premier small aircraft of the army. I'm an air force pilot. So for me to fly 
Army uh, aircraft is amazing. But uh, the guy who was flying with me, and he's a CW5, 26 years. He looked like G.I. Joe from like the original cast of G.I. Joe. He just was cut from me. He's like, he called me a fork tongue bitch. And I feel like that's probably the best three words to describe me. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. Fork tongue bitch. All right. So fork tongue i'm gonna write this down okay me i feel like that okay hey hey claim it claim it if that's you then yes you do you and that's so important i just feel so very important that whoever we are we show up fully as that because we all need to do that for starters and not everyone does so that's sad right there too and we need everybody to do the thing that they are here to do and not everybody does that either so we're, we're already I feel like starting at a deficit because of those two factors and I, I love hearing that you already know who you are and you already are doing the thing you are to be doing and that um, is what we're going to talk about in just a bit now have you ever played two truths in a line this is where you say three things about yourself one of those things is not true. I don't know which one it is. I try to figure it out. Okay. All right. So the three, the two truths and a lie. But don't tell go. me which or which. Does that make sense? Of not. Okay. Of not. Well, really some good. people don't understand and they. Stretching the truth. I'm really good at that. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I flew at seven feet uh, at 120 mm-hmm. knots. Um, over the desert of Afghanistan. Oh. I sailed the uh, Ionic uh, Sea there in the Mediterranean on a sailboat, 61 foot <laughs> sailboat. Okay. And <laughs> uh, the last one is I danced footloose to a concert where Kevin Bacon was playing and I gave him a big hug and a kiss. So those okay. are the. Okay. And, uh, okay. So. Okay. All right. Gosh. And you gave him a hug and a kiss. Okay. Oh, I just so hope that's true. Don't tell me yet because I just want to hear that story. Okay. You all right. So this, this is fun because the first two, since I have little or no uh, nautical or aviation-y kind of, uh, uh, a grasp or mastery, um, you know, I, I have no idea. Flying at seven feet, 120 knots, that seems like it's too darn low, but but then you did say the desert, so that could be deserted then. Maybe that's possible. The Ionic Sea, you scale the Ionic Sea scaling. So are you talking about like uh, some sort of hiking or um a sea a sea sounds like water sailing oh sailing okay sailing okay well that's that's different because i've got you in ice crampons and you're like going (laughs) up a an ice face and that's okay good sailing sailing (laughs) that's very different okay sailing the ionic sea in the mediterranean this could be like a geography trick like the Ionic Sea isn't even in the Mediterranean, but I can't pull back my, I can't get far enough back in the recesses of my geography knowledge to figure that part out. So, okay. So first of all, and don't say anything yet. I, I'm totally going with you dance footloose at a concert, Kevin Bacon. And we do know he plays with his brother and we do know he tours 
And so I, I'm just so hoping that that's true. So now I'm down to which one of these is not true, sailing the Onyx Sea or flying so at, the, so at the seven feet. Okay, you know what? I'm 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 gonna go with sailing the Ionic Sea, the Mediterranean as the lie. You're good. You're is good. That, is that the lie? That's right. That's right. That's the lie. <laughs> that's the dream. Like in two years, I hopefully will say. That I say that you the- did it, that you did it. Okay, that's a future goal. I love that. Okay. All right. So flying at seven feet, 120 knots. Now that okay. sounds like it's not super fast, but it sounds like it's a pretty good clip. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 It was uh-huh. exhilarating. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know if anyone else did that? Who would admit to it? Like I, yeah, I probably shouldn't even admit to it. But whatever. I had a okay, cruise. but but you're in a you know desert. It sounds like you know obviously you're not. This is not happening over buildings or people. So it sounds. It almost sounds like a stunt from like Mission Impossible or a movie like that, right? <laughs> and I really hope to. My girlfriend Carol Carpenter, who is a uh, she does a ra- she does racing uh, for motorcycles, and she has a big nonprofit for women in and motorcycle. And so oh. we want to we want to do like that that same thing that I did in the desert in Afghanistan, and just she, she on a motorcycle and me in a helicopter. We just think that'd be badass. So okay, so yeah, what kind of a vehicle were you in? At a seven, Black Hawk. Uh, Black Hawk. And I do know that that is uh, a helicopter from the movie Black Hawk Down. The so high frame of reference is going to be cinematic for the most part here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That is so cool. Were you the pilot? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Just <laughs> double check it. <laughs> Just double check it. Absolutely. I was. Oh, that that does sound very. Uh, the word you use, exhilarating. That does sound very exhilarating. Ooh, I like that. Okay, and you are going to be sailing the Ionic Sea in the Mediterranean um, somewhere, perhaps in this next uh, year or so. Two years. Two years. Two years. Okay. Two years. Well, it's it's on the list. And okay, tell us about uh, hugging and kissing Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and I'm sure it wasn't too wild of a kiss since we know he's very happily married. So tell us about that. It was fun. No, so uh, he was here. Actually, it was amazing. Um, he was here in D.C. and doing a, um, uh, a fundraiser concert for the people of Ukraine two years ago. Okay. And my girlfriend who works for Hennessy, she invited me out. Um and she's like, let's go to this, let's go to this fundraiser. And so he played Footloose. And I mean, every girl of the 80s loves Footloose, right? So I was like, I have to stand. And I am just the I'm just Jen Aki, so I have to do that. So I danced and like I jumped off the tables and I gave him a big oh. hug and kiss. It was just like, this is Kevin Bacon. Like, why would I not? Like, hey, oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Oh, that that is so good. That is so good. What a great story. And I'm sure. He thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sure it was one of those really fun moments for him. I think there were a lot of people in the, and I, and and this is part of the reason you're doing this podcast. I think a lot of people want to do those things like dance and just be in the moment and don't worry about what people think or whatever moments where I did just that. And it felt so good. And I think he really (laughs) appreciated that somebody was appreciating his art and 
you know, dem- I don't know. I have no idea. I can't really tell anybody else's opinion, but I had a lot of fun. So, well, and, and that's kind of the point, you know, you, you had like this, like, a, you didn't even have to think about it too much. You knew it wasn't a, like a ridiculous thing to do, meaning you weren't in any kind of danger or whatever, but it was fun and playful and in the moment yes. and you did not, you didn't harness that with something that was completely unnecessary. You just, were, you, you did it. Yeah. There were some people that came up to me afterwards. Like, I wish I'd gotten up there and danced with you. I'm like, I tried to get you, get, like, do this. Like, why yes, not? This is exactly. Mm-hmm. The energy that brings it all together is just. That's right. And, and the living with regret. I mean, yes, those re- kind of regrets would be small, but those small things can really add up. So I, I applaud you for being in that moment. All right, share with us one of your favorite movies of all time. Yeah, you asked me about this one. Um, So my dad was a chaplain, um, and so The Ripper Runs Through It is one of my favorites. Probably not even. It doesn't even play into my narrative, but at the same time, it grounds me, right? Mm. Like, River Runs Through It with two sons that are trying to figure out their life and their world, and that's that that spoke to me so hard when I was young and it still does like it's just like yes we can do all these crazy things we have all this like energy for changing the world but at the same time like we have to be cognizant and aware that we have family and we have people that we love and we want to make those changes for those people not necessarily just you know out of nowhere like it just yeah so I have a faith. I believe in the things that I do. And I just feel like in this world, like we need more of that where yes. I'm not saying any, any Christianity or anything. I'm, I'm non, I'm not committal to any religion, but I'm just saying like, just to have some kind of faith in humankind. Like, I think that's where that comes from. The river runs through it. Mm, I like that faith in humankind. Yeah. Okay. Very you cool. know, nature is a big thing of that, right? Like just understanding that we are all from nature and I don't know, we, we should not like forget that. Like that's a big part of who we are. Right. Right. Very nice. I like that. Those are really good little nuggets to hang on to. All right. And what about a piece of wisdom you keep handy? Oh, wait a minute. What do I do next? Now let's, let's jump to a person that inspires you. We'll do wisdom at the, the last. Okay. Jumping to somebody that inspires you. Um been a lot of people that inspire me um i think that my son honestly inspires um he's 10 years old and you know i look at eleanor roosevelt she inspires me there's a ton of people out the kim campbell casey killer chick like there's there's a lot of chicks out there that women aviators inspire me but really like i look to my son i call my son and you know just having the inflection in his voice inspires me to do more and do better and be a better person. That's, you know, it, he, his whole world is open and there's nothing else that's to that, which I think a lot of us are just kind of skewed in our ways of thinking. And he has no, he has none of that. He just thinks mommy is like, and he loves to say I'm savage Jen. So, you know, just, just him, he's inspiring me. Yeah. And I like that you said that his world is open because it, it hasn't been sort of culturally or socialized out of him. He's sort of still in the sweet spot, kind of on the edge, on the precipice of, you know, those preteen teen where things really start shifting. And um, I I think it 
the fact that you really marvel at that and you can see that and really treasure that is is a gift. And and it sounds like one that you're really aware of and want to sit in and and watch and be a part of. You are very perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Very perceptive. Oh, well, what, okay. So uh, uh, kind of uh, along with that, what's a piece of wisdom you keep handy? Okay. So someone just recently said that I should probably listen to my wisdom more often, but a girlfriend of mine, <laughs> a girlfriend of mine said to me uh, a couple of years ago, she's like, you know, I was, I was expressing how I was angry about something or that I was challenged and I was upset and I was annoyed. And she said, Jen, you need to just take a step back and relax and think about why you're being put in the situation. Like, you know, you're in traffic and you hate the person's in front of you, but God has told you, you need to be challenged in this way, right? Like, or, you know, you're given this really difficult situation. You don't know how to handle it. And you're really upset about it. Like, why are you, why am I having to deal with this? Like, you know, even maybe, you know, the bank says that you're not paying your dues or whatever. There's a reason that you're being mm. this, mm. Um, right? right? Right. So, and Amanda Banks is her name. I love her to death. I got to throw a little shout out to her. Yeah. But it was, it was. I was grateful for that because there are several times since then that I thought, like, you know, with this really hard, and I don't want to be in this situation, but there is a reason I'm here, and I need to just kind of process it and understand it, take a deep breath, and learn from it because Mm -hmm. there's there's definitely something to learn here and i i'm not so smart that i know everything even though i think i am because i'm a pilot but (laughs) you know that's a good one too because very often i think when we're in that kind of a place we just want it to hurry up and be over you know this is inconvenient it's uncomfortable i want to get to the good part and yes. so your your friend reminding you, whoa, just sit in it for a minute. It's okay to feel that, you know, like you say, process it. And then what am I supposed to learn? What am I, what do I learn? What am I learning in this like, situation? That's kind of, the, that's really the best thing you could do, really. Because it's, think about it. The situation's likely not going to change, right? So uh-huh. how do you deal with it? Yeah, how are you dealing with it? And I like that. That is a really very wise way to look at something and again my boyfriend tells me i need to do it more often so <laughs> he said he's you need to learn this wisdom more often <laughs> think about well, it don't we all though really yeah it's and these things take uh practice and time to like develop the habit the pattern the muscle of it all yes it's the beauty of life we get to yes. learn and, and get better at it that's right time for our deep dive and I know that you've got passion and I also get the sense that um, um, any pivoting or change that has come up for you has has come from your passion. So let's start there. And uh, I think like all of us, Jen, we have multiple things that we're passionate about. And sometimes we're very fortunate that they can even come together. So tell us, what what's the passion you want to talk about today? Okay, so my passion is I would really, it's it's difficult to express this uh, succinctly. So uh, bear with me, please. Um, so uh, my girlfriend and I, we started the Malu Project, M I L I E U X Malu Project, French for Society Environment um, 
the or even just the social context. That's what Malou stands for in French. And we we chose that word because you know we we want to challenge girls to think bigger than being uh opposite of boys, right? Like there's so much in society that says you need to do like a boy like this, you need to be like a boy like that. And I think this is also kind of you know um debasing us into this and I mean, I have no, I have nothing to say about transgender. Like I, I love everybody. I think everybody should mm-hmm. have their own journey. I don't have anything to say about that, but I feel as though there's this gender ideology that's not appropriate. It's not what we are. Like we have so much more potential as a human species. that's not based on gender. And I, I would really, really think that like, if we can just come out of whatever space we're in, where we're trying mm-hmm. to identify as genders or whatever like if we just come out of the space and realize our personal power so that's what Malou project is we you know mechanically we we connect girls to aviation i mean bessie coleman said it best when she's like there is no equalizer in the world like an airplane like an airplane doesn't care what you look like they don't care about anything on the outside they just want to the airplane's just trying to get back on the ground and so it doesn't matter who you are what you look what your name is who like what you identify as just, you got to get back on the ground. And, and it's just such a confidence builder. So that's where we start with the Malou project. We want girls to fly. We want them to understand their power. We want them to understand like truly that they can make decisions and come back to the ground and like own a machine. Cause there is just such confidence built in that, but that's just the mechanical side of things. Cause we really, really, really want to get away from like this gender discussion. We really want girls to understand you don't have to compete with boys. Like that's, that's, that's not a thing. There's so much right. power still in women and girls that we just aren't even exploring or understanding because we have this comparative narrative. Um, so right. that's truly what I'm passionate about because right. like, if I could only just give my soul to another girl, like, you know, that her son says that she's savage. If I could just teach that, but I mean, how do you teach that? I don't know. I just know that I flew and I fought and I won and I, I love the person that I am. And I just want that for other girls. Absolutely. And and I think that that is a very valuable, um, it's beyond worthwhile. I mean, because it's, it's truly is possible and attainable. And I think, you know, as you and I look back the previous generations, I think women as a gender have really, you know, come farther and farther and farther and farther. And there are so many more options and choices. And yet we have to keep bringing that message out because we don't want to lose ground or have it go backwards. So Rochelle, I will challenge you a little bit on that because I don't think that women have come further and further. I think we gave up a lot of power at some point in our, and we have just lived on this trajectory of like, and this mythology that men are smarter than us. I think that that has become like more smarter, more powerful. Like that's something that we gave up a long time ago. And I feel as though if we can just get out of that mindset of being less, being second, being, you know, get out of the Simone Beauvoir, like second gender thing, we just find our way to like, what is our real potential? We haven't even explored. Right. We've been treated as like second men, like little men for 
the last 200 years, if we can just find our power that we gave up maybe a thousand, 2000 years ago, I don't know what happened. I, but I just feel like we're powerful and we've exploited it in different ways, sexually uh, and monetarily. But like, honestly, we, I don't think scientifically we have really discovered who we are. Right. Well, I, and I love everything that you just said. And I, and I appreciate greatly that you felt safe enough to sort of push back what I had to say. And I want to clarify what I meant by what I said. And that is when I think of my mother, when I think of her mother, when I think of her mother, there were really no options. There, there, I mean, you often didn't go to school. You married somebody nearby. You worked on the farm. You, you know, there was, when I say, I think we've come a long way, I'm talking about, I was the first person in my, um, in my generation to go to college and complete college. Now I have cousins who have done the same, but my parents didn't go. My grandmother didn't go. My grandfather didn't go. I mean, just working then you just, you worked. It wasn't even like, what do I like doing? What, what did what 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 kind of brings me joy how can i maybe earn a living doing that that was not a thing that's kind of what i'm saying and then i don't know if that makes sense to you or not well i mean okay so like again i was i was my three words are fork tongue bitch so yes go go <laughs> so, <laughs> safety is not a thing but like look at queen elizabeth right? Look at Queen Mary. Look at all of these women that were in our history books that yeah. were, they owned their space. They owned it and they killed anybody that was in their way. Like, you know, Bloody Mary. I mean, where did we go from Bloody Mary to, I have to, like, I have to earn my degree. I have to, like, find a way to get to this. Like, I don't, I, this is not something I process. I, I apologize. I don't. No, don't to. apologize. No, we're having a conversation. That's what the whole thing is, is a conversation. And that's what we're having. And in conversation, we don't have to see things exactly the same way. I actually think that we're in full agreement. I think 100%. that we, we are. Yeah, we're in full agreement. I think some nuances You've brought up a nuance and I've brought up a nuance. And I think that's the only thing that we're, that we are kind of not even disagreeing about, but just are bringing a different perspective. 100%. And that's where I come from is I want women to understand they have a power that has not been fully utilized. Like I agree. Don't need, they don't need approval or acceptance from men, but we have a lot of men out there, a lot of dads, a lot of guys that are very supportive of women coming like there's a lot of men that really 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 want strong women um and if for a woman to say you know what i don't i'm sh i shed myself of all of this drama that you say i've had to live my whole life just to say like i am here i am your fork time bitch i will tell you what to do and you don't have to think about anything so i think men really would like that nowadays i don't know um i just feel as though there's a little bit of a uh you know dissonance um that we need to kind of address in society that we're not um, okay. women are, I think, and there's a lot of, and I apologize. Like there's a lot of people that are, with identities that feel as though they have to like identify with a, a, a victimhood, which I don't think that we necessarily need to do. We just need to like look inside and figure out what our powers are and like mm -hmm. push, push. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think that, that yeah. 
Makes a we lot of sense. And we don't, as and we don't, as women, support each other. I I feel like there's more and more of that, like the support for women, but like a little bit of the the whole women, you know, first of the first woman to do this, first woman to do this, first woman to do this is just it just breaks us down in our community. Like, can we just all say like all of us are doing this? Like, this is where we're moving. Uh, towards, right? So not like, not really labeling it per se, just. This is a person. This person is doing this, not trying to get it into a certain box or label. I love it. Not a box or label. Just like, let's get on board with her. Like, what is she doing? Let me follow her. That's hot. Like, that's attractive. Like, I want to do what she's doing. You know, Now, is some of this passion, I'm just going to guess, I'm going to theorize and you tell me kind of, did this come from going through the military and realizing or experiencing that there wasn't, there weren't enough women in leadership? I'm sure it's changed through the years, of course, but that kind of like lit this fire under you, so to speak. That's a very complex question. Um, I don't, I don't want to go into too much of like women in leadership in the military. That is, there's just so much drama in that i don't i don't think that i can speak succinctly to that and okay. opinions that i feel um uncomfortable talking about but i do have opinions and once i retire i probably will get more uh, oh, you're not retired you're still active okay so enough uh, okay enough said there but obviously the experiences you've had and that's part of been a part of your life has led you to this passion to want to um, particularly reach out to girls to let them know that there, there is a lot of opportunity out here. Well, like I said, aviation is a great equalizer and I am a great pilot and there are tons of women that are great pilots and there's tons of men that are great pilots, like not to say that there aren't, but they will accept a mediocre men pilot, man pilot over a mediocre woman pilot because we have created this like idol idol of a woman that needs to be like perfect pilot in order like to compete with men who are mediocre. Like, why are we competing there? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, either you're a great pilot or you're not, period, end dot. But like, there's this, but at the same time, I mean, there's this comparison, which is unfair. I still think that's unfair. Like, I just think that like, you should be either good or not at your job. And I, I was good at my job and people recognize it. And I, I got to experience what it feels like to be good at a job where people recognize it regardless of my gender. And I want that for every woman. I want Mm -hmm. everyone to understand like, you can do something really great and not be judged on it being female. Like, mm, you know, push it. through like, and just, I, I want that experience for every we- woman so that they can say, you know what? I did this really great. Great. doesn't matter that I'm female. Nobody propped me up. Nobody did anything because I'm special. They just, they were part of a team with me and we did something great. Right. How long think- has this, um, the milieu project been uh, on the ground or in the air. So, uh, <laughs> in 2016, yeah, right in the air. I love that <laughs> metaphor. Um, 2016, we started as a blog, and then as we blogged, um, more of our friends, um, Carrie Worth and I, she was a um, special operations pilot and uh, C-130s, and then I was a HH-60 pilot, 
we talked more and more. We built this blog. We started writing. And then as we started writing more and more, I think our message really hit a lot of our friends who were girl dads, which girl dads are just really great. They just really want confident girls to, you know, they just want right. really want to their daughters up to be confident girls. And so our messages really hit home with them. And we, we just really appreciate those. And so there, we've gotten so many opportunities to be like at air shows, at um, blogging, at um, podcasts like yours, just amazing mm-hmm. things. Just trying to get the message out. We, uh, you know, we have feminism and I really appreciate all of the women that were part of that movement. But at the same time, like, I also want our girls to stop thinking about themselves comparatively. Like, sure, you could be the next astronaut, like an astronaut, but like, maybe men didn't do it right. Like in the fifties, maybe we could do something better. Like, why are we in this? Why are we scoping ourselves down? So. Right. Yeah. That's such an interesting point. I'm not sure I've ever really thought of it quite like that. So I appreciate very much that you have taken the time and the thought and then the intention to really articulate um, not just, and I don't want to say not just what you're doing with the milieu project, because that's big and huge and wonderful, but also what fuels that is the philosophy behind it. The message that you're getting out that is, is actually much bigger than the milieu project. It's, it's just so much bigger. That just kind of represents what it could be. I th- thank you. That's exactly right. Um, you're a genius. Um, yeah. And in fact, BA, Crisp and I had a discussion. She's a board member of something, and and her board president was saying to her at one point, like, "You're being so emotional. Like, why are you being involved with this?" Like, and I and I told her, I was like, as advice for me as a person who's dealt with a lot of these, I was like, "You're just projecting that you're super emotional as a man on me, and you want me to accept some kind of thing that you're being." Let's be honest about things. It's like let's be upfront, you know. And and she loved that, like. just let's talk about real things here let's talk about facts like you can project your feelings on me and you want me to accept and absorb your things because I'm a woman I absorb a lot of things but like really you're being the ass right now like let's be honest right well it was in that moment it was really more about him than it was about her it was something going on within him that it stirred and triggered something and had nothing to do with her Exactly. But we as women are so good at absorbing and trying to be emotionally intelligent. And we are emotionally intelligent. We're much more emotionally intelligent. We will accept that. But like, really, dude, you're the one who's like crying here. Like, I'm not crying. I have no emotion in this whatsoever. Like, let's talk about facts. Why are you right, being right now? Like, why right. are you on me? You know, like, and I feel like that's more what we need as women. It's just like, you know, you can say all you can, all you can in the boardroom. It's fine. You can be jerk and say like, I'm not capable whatever, but really like when you come down to facts, like let's, let's talk about like real like things instead of just emotional bullshit. That's just not true that you can't prove. I want to, I want facts. I want to prove something. Right. Very good. What is, what right. is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think women need more of that. Like we absorb so many things because we, we come in as like, we think we're second class, which we are not. We are actually first, we gave up power a long time ago for some reason. But like, if you come with this attitude of like, prove to me why I am less, please, you will find that you are not. Right. Right. You're not less. You are super more capable. You've done way more work than all the guys. Like, yeah. 
I, that's just what I found in my experience with all right. women. Exactly. Well, I'm wishing you just great, great success with the Milieu Project and anything else you put your hands on because I, I feel this uh, wonderful intensity within you and a, just a drive and a commitment to excel and exceed expectations, which is uh, very compelling. And um, I, I think you're going to do great. I mean, you already are. I think you're going to continue to do great things. Where can everybody find you? This is amazing. Thank you so much, Rochelle. Um, so, I, uh, you know, we're on Instagram. The Malu at the Malu is uh, our Instagram handle, but also um, I'm uh, on Instagram as I think at Jen Opke. Um, please follow there. Um, but the at the Malu is us on Instagram, and then um, on Twitter, we couldn't find the Malu. That didn't happen. So it's the it's Malu the so at Malu the, and that's M I L I E U X. Um, and then um, uh, LinkedIn, Malu Project, as well as uh, Facebook, if you can search those two, Malu Project, and so, with the X, which is plural, because we're trying to change. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about French. I mean, this is one, this is such a great word, and it's so rich, and it means so much. One, it's so hard for us to really say French words well and correctly, <laughs> in my opinion. Secondly, the spelling of it. I mean, you're like, you're probably on some very tiny, tiny level kicking yourself like, oh my gosh, why did we pick such a hard word to spell? <laughs> so hard to spell. <laughs> so you give up on like what the concept is. Like it's yeah. so hard to spell. It's not, yeah. it's not easy to achieve, but that's the point. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's very representative of the thing that it's about. That's great. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing with us the just the very um essential because i think it's more than important it's essential it's critical it's 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 what we need to strive and head towards so i i thank you for taking that work so seriously and doing it so well i think that every girl should strive to be the fork-tongued bitch like i really <laughs> the more bitches that are in the world the better the whole world will be because you, you don't need to be in the shadow. You don't need to be a, wall, a wallflower. Like there's so much yet to achieve that we all have the power to do. I just hope that one girl listens to this and thinks, you know what? I can do much more than what I'm doing right now. That's right. I'm with you there. All right, yeah. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. As Jen shares, aviation is the great equalizer, because as you learn to fly, the confidence gets built in, regardless of your gender. She wants this kind of an experience for everyone, and is focusing on girls to help provide the possibilities. And in this way, they won't have to compare themselves to anyone else, because they will trust themselves, and they will soar. And now a closing prayer. Thank you for flight for the actual kind in the clouds and the kind we can do in our minds. May we use both to enjoy and to bless others. Amen. Have courage to be who you are. Be unabashed. Be you. <music>